You're back. We made it. Thanks so much for coming back and listening to Jeremiah Wonders. Can't thank you enough. And today I am so freaking excited for you guys to hear this episode that I did with Bobby Lee. Yeah. And it is a good one. I went extra long because I know I said I was going to try to keep it 30 to 45 minutes, but guys, when you have a chance to interview Bobby Lee and you get to do characters with him, it's too much fun. I couldn't help myself. So it's a little bit longer. Some of you have been asking me to do longer episodes, so you're welcome (laughs) if that's the case. And uh, if not, then maybe I'll get back to shorter. There's no rules. It doesn't matter. You know, it's a... It's a, it's a free-form podcast. You never know who's going to call in, what's going to happen. Thank you for all the five-star reviews on iTunes and leaving the, the reviews and commenting. That helps me a lot. Please do that if you haven't done it yet. Uh, and thank you for the downloads on SoundCloud, Stitcher, however you're listening to it. Somebody suggested Google Play. Uh, hit me up if you want me to, to do that as well. I've only had a couple people who have suggested doing that as well, but maybe I'll throw it up there as well. Ah, man. Had a headlining gig down in San Diego earlier this week with The Wave. I headlined and I brought Jamar Neighbors and Willie Hunter to open for me. And we had quite the journey down there. So we're going down there and all of a sudden we start smelling burning rubber in Jamar's car. He's driving, I'm in the passenger seat, and Willie's in the back. And it's his tire. It basically wore itself out on the highway uh, because Jamar didn't tell us that we were driving on a spare. And you're not supposed to drive on a spare more than maybe like 50 miles or so, and we drove like 150 miles down to San Diego before it chewed up basically his other tire. <laughs> So we had to call a tow truck because we didn't have a spare because the spare was on it. Meanwhile, we're trying to get to this show, and it's just a mess. We're straight on the side of the highway, and I called my buddy Ryan Hill from Don Carlos Taco Shop in La Jolla, California. And he is, man, what a saint of a guy. He dropped everything that he was doing, and he helped us get to... Costco basically we told the tow truck to meet him at uh, him at Costco that was the only place that was open that could maybe change a tire that late because it was getting close to showtime at 6 30 the show's at 7 30 get to Costco and he's going to help us with he has a he's a membership card there so he's going to help us uh you know use his card and then get us to the show Costco looks at Jamar's axle and something's wrong with it and they say whoa we can't touch this car because it's a liability if we do we can't just put a new tire on this like your axle's messed up you need to go to a mechanic every mechanic is closed we don't know what to do ryan hill says i'll get you to the show he drove us to the show dropped us off there and hung out until uh, he had to take care of his uh, kid that got sick which is now doing well so we do this gig, and I got to do an hour, and I appreciate I want to thank the Kill Tony fans that came out. I was plugging that pretty hard on Kill Tony. Uh, so thank you guys for coming out. Uh, some people bought some shirts and some CDs. I really appreciate that. That helps a lot, especially since our car broke down. So we had to spend the night in San Diego at a day's end, and 
that was an adventure in itself. Just weird things just kept happening. <laughs> While we're checking in, the guy at the checkout, me, Jamar, and Willie are rarely all together at the same time. But this guy that was checking us in, the concierge, he's like, do I know you guys from somewhere? Have you stayed here before? We go, no, no. And he goes, wait a second. Are you guys from the roasts? And we just look at each other like, this is not happening. <laughs> this dude starts jumping up and down so excited. He's like, I knew it. I knew it. Guys, get in here. And he called the other security guards that were that were working. We took pictures and autographs. And it was just like a funny, it was just like a, such a weird situation because we we're just already stranded in our cars, like broken down, but we're getting recognized for roast, for roast battle. It was just one of those beautiful weird moments in life. Anyway, so the next morning we go to Walmart after we get an Uber to Costco to get the 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 rim to get a new tire put on but since Costco won't do it, we're going to go to somewhere where they can just put it on for us and we'll put it on ourselves. And we go over to the Walmart. They say it's going to be an hour and and uh but before that they're like, oh, we actually don't have this because Jamar is like these 19-inch rims, which are, I guess, a rare rim form. So we're like, okay, so we have to go uphill. We we stole a Walmart shopping cart <laughs> and put his spare in the cart and wheeled it up to a place that was up the street. And uh, this place said it was going to be like an hour or two before they could order the tire. We talked to this other place that we see along the way called shift auto and tires in san diego and this dude like completely helps us out basically he's like hey i think i actually have a couple used of that size in the back and he does so we're getting to talk to him he's a really cool dude and he sends his mechanic to drive us over to costco replace the tire that's on there we drive back to his shop and then he fixes the other spare puts the new tire on that and then we ask him what we owe him and he said you know what guys you seem like you have good energy you seem like you're good people this is on the house i just want you guys to pay this forward i all ask is that you pay it forward and i just want to thank pat over at shift auto and tires so much uh for doing something out of the kindness of his heart clearly helping guys that really need it and just to show you guys uh, how great it is to help other people out every once in a while. There's still good people in the world. How how incredible is that? How nice is that to hear that there's still people that are doing nice things? It's kind of refreshing. It's kind of cool to live by the golden rule every once in a while, you know? Be nice to others. They'll be nice back to you. <laughs> it's pretty great. So thanks again, Pat, over at Shift Auto and Tires. That helped us out a lot. I get it to talking about religion with Bobby later in this episode. And he, he he thinks that I'm trying to convert him to Christianity, which ends up being pretty entertaining. We have a couple sponsors this episode. Can you believe it? Jeremiah Wonders already has sponsors. Three episodes in. Check out at Speedweed on Twitter. If you need speed in the L.A. area, not speed. If you need weed, yeah. If you need some speed, dude, check it out. <laughs> they got the best speed there is. No, Speedweed. Quick delivery of marijuana. Uh, if you into that ganja, that sticky icky, that green green, you know, hit up Speedweed. I think he even mails it to some places uh, where it's legal or whatever. But hit hit up Gino. 
He's a good dude. He sponsors shows at the Comedy Store, like Kill Tony and Roast Battle, so I've known him for a long time. He's a great guy. And then uh, Dave Yates, a uh, fellow comedian, very funny friend of mine. Uh, hit him up at Yates Comedy on Instagram. He's got one of my favorite hot sauces. He makes this hot sauce called Ha Ha Hot Sauce, and it is so freaking good. I put it on like Mexican food. I put it on eggs whenever I'm eating breakfast in the morning. I put it on a lot of stuff, pizza. It's really, really good. Check out Ha Ha Hot Sauce at Yates Comedy. Dave Yates, super funny comic. And uh, the shirts are in. The Weight Gain Champion shirts are in at jeremiahwatkins.tv slash shop. So definitely check those out. Uh, you have to order before February 1st if, uh, because there's only a pre-order. Very limited shirts that are going out. And one other thing. Oh, yeah, that the my intro song, the Jeremiah Wonder song, that's part of a new song that will be debuting on the Reagan and Watkins album called My Name is Jeremiah. I took the beginning loop of that. When Pat Reagan comes on as a guest, I will we'll just uh, we'll just release it then whenever he comes on. And I will definitely have my boy Patty Reagan on soon. People keep hitting me up to have him on. But so excited for you to listen to Bobby Lee's episode first. Email me at your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. With any questions, concerns, support of the show. If you want me to try to get a certain guest, I will do my best. Thank you guys so much for listening. And without further ado, I present my episode of Jeremiah Wonders with Bobby Lee. I'd love to start soon. <laughs> okay. I would just, that's my dream. My, you know, if we could just start anytime soon would be my dream. To just start? Yeah. Well, guess what? We already started. <laughs> We already started. We already started. What you don't do music or intro or anything? Well, that comes. That actually already came. Oh, that already happened. Yeah, that already happened. We'll just go one, two, three, start. Okay. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three, start. Welcome to Jeremiah Wonders, and guess who's in the house? One of my favorite people ever. In fact, whenever people ask me who my favorite stand-up comedian is. I say this guy. Oh my god! <laughs> and his name. Oh my god! Is the one. <laughs> and the only. The only. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. How are you, buddy? Good, thank you. Uh, you know what? I'm so grateful that you asked me to be on this podcast. I've been waiting for like a whole year for this. I was <laughs> like, when is Jeremiah gonna ask me to do his podcasts? And I did it. I'm doing it now, and I'm so grateful. Dude, today's your lucky Thank day. Thank you. I'm of so course. feel so lucky today. I, you know, I'm I'm glad that I can finally help you out. Like you've helped me for so many years. Oh my god, years. you've helped me more than I've helped you. I'll tell you that. Are right. you serious? Yeah. Just by your um life force. Just no, because you walk into a room, uh-huh. and you have life force energies. Do I really? Yeah, and your core is glowing with full oh, of um wow. your Jesus juices. Because <laughs> I know you love the Christ. <laughs> are you still into Christ? I think he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, but does Christ know that you were having sexual intercourse before you got married? He did. He does know? He does. But what does the Bible say about that? Hey, man, it's, that was a sin. It was a sin. It right? was a sin. Did you repentance? Uh, you know, I... Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I, I felt okay about it. Yeah? Yeah. Because yeah, I remember when you first moved, you were, like, really wholesome. Well... Yeah, so I started opening for Bobby on the road, like, probably in 2011 or 12. Yeah. 
And when you took me out on the road for the first time, you were completely shocked with how, like, I guess strict how how my upbringing and oh everything. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. You were almost angry at times. Well, it was f- fury. <laughs> I don't know if it's anger, but it was pure fury. Pure fury. Because I... um. It's not that no, I'm 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 glad people have faith, but I had just never met a comedian with that. So when I first met you, I'm like, how do you do comedy if you have to follow all these strict rules? Right. You know, you can't jack off. Yeah, there's a lot of technicalities that uh yeah. that I ha I, I skipped over. Yeah, you did, right? Yeah, I, I really did. But you know what? You you know we're all a product of our environment. So if I was raised under the roof of the what, Watkins house. <laughs> I think that I would become a Christian too. Yeah. And it's like my parents were angry atheists. They're just hardworking Korean atheists. Did you ever, like, I, like I know it, growing up, you obviously get shaped in a certain way. Did you ever, were you ever curious? Like, did you ever have any buddies that were well, like, I was religious baptized growing up? Mormon. See, I haven't even been baptized. That's what's yeah. kind of weird. So I did I, I did that. I also then after becoming a Mormon, I I went to like Christian church with my born again friends wow. in high school. And then um I just decided it's not for me. How how Because you know when you when you don't know what speaking in tongues is and you walk into a church and people are doing that, it's terrifying. It's not just terrifying, it's weird. It it's got a David Lynchy kind of like odd vibe about it and I just well it feels beyond a church at that point it feels more like a cult it, yeah it's also not real you, God's not speaking through you in some sort of right. like language that we can't fucking understand right <laughs> he would speak English right if God, if God were gonna God was gonna speak through you he would probably speak the language of the people he wants to reach sure right he's not gonna go yeah that yeah I went to one Pentecostal church growing yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, they invited my family. It was like a, a family friend, and it was the weirdest service I've ever been to. Because they ran the aisles, mm-hmm. praising God, yeah. and then they also spoke in tongues like furiously Yeah. while we, we prayed, and it was very, very awkward. Yeah, I guess their argument is, is that, well, I don't have the Holy Ghost in my body. I don't know that I, that I can't. I'm not in the light. Yeah. I don't think that's it. I think it's fake. <laughs> I well, do. I think, in, in my opinion, this is a problem that I have with organized religion sometimes, uh-huh. is sometimes I feel like people are trying to one-up each other in church. They're trying yeah. to out-pray each other. They're trying to out-holy each other. And that's like not the point of church at all. And it's one of the reasons I don't go to church currently is I'm really turned off by that mentality. Here's another reason why, and this is going to sound a weird but yeah. the reason why i don't believe too in christianity is because of the music just hear me out okay i i was in bands growing up i know how chord progressions go <laughs> just listen to me right i know how chord progressions go i know when something is like wow that's ingenious mm-hmm. you know uh like rachmaninoff you know you, you know who rachmaninoff is? no i don't actually he's a uh I think he's Russian. He's a Russian composer. Okay. And his stuff is really intricate and crazy, right? If he said that the Lord, right, helped him write that music, I'd believe him. 
But when you go to a church, like, and you see a Christian band or whatever, it's just F, G, you know, F, C, G chords. Some minor right? chords. Yeah, the, the music is just bland and not creative and hacky, right? It, you know, if, if God wanted to reach me, ask Tom York to write Christian music. If Radiohead came out with a Christian album, then I'd be like, oh, maybe it's real. Why wouldn't God go to the best songwriter? You know what I mean? Why can't he go to, like, John Bryan or somebody and go, write me some music? But it's always these guys that are from the Midwest and they write shitty music. It's shit. Have you ever... How much have you listened to... Because it's... I grew up with... I grew up listening to those bands and stuff. Right. And there was like a handful that was like, oh, these are hip. These are What, like Switchfoot? Cool. What was it called? Uh, Switchfoot, one of them, Newsboys, yeah. uh, Audio Adrenaline. Yeah, no. Um, there was like uh, there was like some Christian rappers. I was really? Like, this is, is, let me ask this you this. Let me cool. ask you this. Did, did um, those bands write an OK Computer? Did they write a white album? That's what I'm looking for. Right, right. No, no. The, 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 I'm it's actually an angle for... that I've never <laughs> heard well, before. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm looking for like you know some inspiration for me, because mm-hmm. if he could reach me with really like original, cool music and lyrics that aren't gonna shove it down my fucking throat, I might go, oh, you know what? Maybe God does exist. But as long as they keep putting out that shit, I ain't doing it. Wow, it's not real. We have our first caller actually. The Ooh. phone the phone lines are lighting up. Uh, hello, caller, who's this? Hello, it's Ringo Starr. Oh, fuck. Ringo Starr? Hey. Hey, it's Bobby Lee there. Hey, I love Ringo. What's up, Ringo? Hey, what's going on? I'm a big fan of yours. Love you on Mad TV, Bobby. Oh, thank you. Yes, uh, I, was, uh, I was hearing about this Christian music debate. Yeah. I'm a closet Christian. Can you believe it, Bobby? Oh, you're a closet Christian? Yeah, the octopus is God, and it's actually I'd, about... I actually met you before. Have you re- oh, I actually remember that. I really did meet you once. I remember that. Where did we meet? Uh, at a concert. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's fine. Oh, we met at your place. No. It was at a party. <laughs> You're never going to guess <laughs> it. No, it was a store. Yeah, I can't say what. How. It was a DSW. But my point is that it's really good to talk to you again, Ringo. It is. You're my least favorite fucking Beatle. Wait, what? <laughs> We lo- we dropped. We, he, he, left? D- he left. He you can't no, tell him. No, get him Ringo. back on. I have another question. Okay, uh, call him. Okay, let, uh, let me try to reach out. Hello, Ringo. Are are you there? I guess. How do you feel about Yoko? Did you think she broke up the band? What a bitch! Really? Okay, now hang up. Oh, he's gone. He yeah. Oh, we got another caller. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, hello. Hello, Yoko. Is is. It's me, Yoko. <laughs> This is the it's Yoko. This is me, Yoko. Yoko Ono. This is the Yoko Ono. Yes, hi. Hiya. Wow, I have... Fuck a Ringo. Oh, wait, what? Oh, Ringo. Hey, Ringo, your nose. You're like a bird. Okay, we have another caller calling in at the same time. Hello, is that bitch? Is that oh, bitch? there he is, big nose, Ringo. Oh, you think I have a big nose? Yeah. You think you'd call me and you say I have a flat face? I, I, think, you're a bi- I think you're a big murderer. That's what I think you oh, are. Oh, you, you think that I killed you? I think so. Oh, fuck you. I you thought know? it was a conspiracy theory the whole time. Yeah, you know what? I'm hanging out now. No, please don't go. I want to talk to you more. Yeah. Uh, also, can I say this? Yes, say whatever you want. Yellow submarine suck. How dare you? Uh, every, have you ever every, written every one song, good song? Every I told John. I wrote Octopus's Garden. Yeah, I told John the right. Um, uh, 
yesterday on Paul Bet. <laughs> wait. Oh, she's gone. She's gone. She, she's wait, gone. she left? She left. Dude, Ringo left too. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. That's so crazy. But, um, but you know, I, I really, uh, can I just be honest with you? Yeah, for sure. And if you're Christian and you're listening, please pray for me because I want, I need to find something. I want to be able to find something that's going to inspire me and in a spiritual way. Do you, do you have that feeling that there, not like they're, you're empty necessarily, but do you, do you ever find like, is like there might be something missing or something? Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I do now, but I know how to fix it. And I just not doing the work to fix it. This empty feeling that I have only resolves itself if I'm getting out of myself. If I'm helping other people and people that are struggling. When I'm, when I'm constantly in like out of self mm-hmm. and I'm either picking people up to go to an AA meeting or, um, you know, calling people that are more unfortunate me and, and seeing how I can help. And I'm in that mind frame. I feel great. But right now, I'm just all about me, 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 me. And when I think about me, I get depressed and I get sad and I get angry. And it's really weird. And it's so weird to, in my mind, know how to get out of my depression but not doing anything about it. Hmm. So that's where I'm at. There's nothing... I, I think I know what my solution is, right? So I, 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 I felt for a second that you thought you were going to fucking convince me to become a Christian. Is that what you're trying to do? No, I was actually, I was just very curious. Because your eyes got all buggied and excited, and you're not going to be able to convince <laughs> me. You're not going to convince me, dude. It's, it, there's no way. Oh, we have but another, try. We have another caller calling. Oh, me. shit. Who is it? Uh, I don't know. Caller, who is it? Hey, uh, Bobby. It's, uh, it's uh, Jeremiah's dad. Hey, Mr. Wackel. Hey, uh, this is. I think you should consider. It. <laughs> Why? Uh, that emptiness—it uh, could be filled by our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I'm also Korean. It's weird. Oh. Wait, I got a, we got yeah. another we got another caller. Never mind. We got another caller. Yeah, okay, we have another caller. Hey, hello. Is, this is uh, Bobby's uh, dad. This is this is Mr. Yeah, Lee. Mr. Lee. This this is the. Yeah. Did you know that Bobby yeah. talks about you in his stand-up? Oh, he talk all the time. Your son's fat? Yeah, he... That's what you called in for? Yeah, I just want to let him know, Bobby, you're going to die. Did you, did you have anything to say about no, the no, religion? No, no, he's not funny. He, oh, God? Uh, God? No. What about God? I no God. You know, because I work 16 hours a day. Okay. I drink at night. I like to beat mama. I beat, Wait, what was that last thing you I said? Beat, I beat Bobby's mama. Oh wow! Yeah. Is that like a fetish thing? No, or? he hung up. He they, he used to beat my mom. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One time, my mom um. She lost a tooth. She came into my room, and she opened her mouth, and she had teeth missing because my dad punched him out. Is that real? Yeah. Wow. There is no God. How did you? <laughs> I gotta take my jacket off. It's so hot. Do it. Here. It is a little bit hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm in my yeah, t-shirt yeah. right now. Yeah. It, how did you react as a kid, like to to something like that? Like how like how do you process that as a kid? You you you, you know you survive. Well, you kind of just block. Do you block it out a little bit and then? The, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an you? example. Um, mm-hmm. 
we um, we are fostering a dog right now. Okay. His name is Remy. Okay. And um, Remy's previous owner was a retard, retarded person. Sorry, he was mentally retarded, and he used to light it on fire. Like he oh, abused this fucking dog. So when we first got Remy, he was skittish. He just didn't want us to touch him. We had to show him the way with love. He sleeps on our bed now. He's the sweetest dog in the world, and he, he, he's not going anywhere. He loves it at our house. And the dog completely changed. So it's like as soon as I got out of my environment, that environment, my life changed, you know? I, um, I still love my dad more than anything on earth. I love him. He did the best he could with what he knew. Mm-hmm. So I have no resentment really. But um, all the things that happened to me before 23 led up to me doing stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy, you know what it is? It's pursuing something that people said that I shouldn't pursue. I was never going to make it. And then actually being able to like earn a living and doing doing it is just so fulfilling to me. It's not revenge. You know, it's it's a feeling of like wow, you you're completely just a dumb lazy fucking asshole, but you did one thing right. And that one thing I did right was just con- relentlessly pursue Stage time and going up. I There was not a time since I started that I didn't go up. And um, I was 23. I'm 46 now. And I haven't really had a day job for 20 years. Wow. You know, it's been um, a blessing. And so that's how, why I'm still alive, I think, is because it's like I'm still pursuing. And I really haven't. I don't feel like I've made it yet, you know? Really? Yeah. Why do you think... Because, you know what somebody said, who said the other day? Because um, it's it's interesting, like, a guy like me, so I've been doing stand-up eight years now, mm-hmm. and I moved out here in 2009. So it's very interesting to hear that a guy who has been doing stand-up and is considered... Like there's only very very few headliners who tour the nation like you do. You're really of, I can name. I'm not being facetious or. There's under a hundred though. I can probably name two hundred. You can name two hundred people that that tour consistently. Yes. The, like you do. Yes. And sell out. Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe there's two hundred. I mean, but what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say Think about this though. Your logic. Okay. Is is that how many comedy clubs are a rooms are there in the country? I mean, there's in San Diego alone. There's what two, right? In, but that's not counting Orange County, Brea, yeah, the Brea. Irvine. Brea. Right, I mean, right. you know, so in California in itself, how many com a rooms are there? There's probably eight to ten. No, fifteen more. Twenty. Yeah. Is there really twenty? You think? Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you count like Oxnard, so and... that's every yeah, yeah, yeah. weekend. So that's twenty headliners right then and that right there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then you got Oregon, Washington, all the other states, New York. How many are there in New York? I mean, come on. Right. 
So you've got a, a, a lot. Okay. But thank you, though. I know what you're trying to do is make me feel better. Well, it's just interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what is interesting is, so I've been doing stand-up eight years. You've been doing it 23 years. And to hear you say after what you've done, like, on... On sketch shows, yeah, it and depends films on it depends TV. on what it depends on what you think making making it is. What would you consider making it then? I think making it is this because you you literally like upstairs who, upstairs who was there? Vince Vaughn was upstairs. Okay, and, I, and he said hi, and I said hi. That's making it. He he doesn't ever have to work again. So just a security. I basically? think I think there are certain guys like Kevin James. I guess there's zillions of them that go. That just can look at their finances and go, I don't ever have to work. I think that's making it. So it's it's somewhat of a financial thing every over year, career gain. Yeah, every year I make a certain amount. Right. It's not I can retire amount. It's okay, this is a comfortable year. But you know, at the end of the day, I think that deep down inside is what I always wanted. Because I'm, you know, I have a new show coming out March 27th. Mm-hmm. I'm con- every, I mean, I've, you know, it's not. I'm like not one of those guys that it was. If people are like, yeah, he had a shot. I always get little shots and opportunities as if I'm a younger guy. You, yeah, I mean, you work. Yeah, but that's. I think that, that I know, but the last network show I got that was on air was Animal Practice. What was that? Six years ago. Yeah, that was a minute ago. So yeah. then it took six years. And then I did a couple of pilots in between there, but now I have one coming on the air six years after that. I, and then if this gets canceled, I'll probably wait another six years. But my point is, is Do you that think it takes that long to, to cycle through? For my type, yeah. Oh, for your type. Fat Asian guy who's 50. I mean, I let's, guess be real, specific. let's be real. Yeah, I guess I mean, specific. It's, like, yeah, it's I like somebody really has to go. I mean, the way I got this show was there was no other guy. It, they... They casted Lindsay Price, who was an Asian chick. Mm-hmm. She was on 90210. She's a great actress, really nice lady. They cast her as the best friend of the two leads. Then they're thinking, all right, she's what, 40? Right? Yeah. We can't have her. She has a husband, but we can't have this husband be white. Mm-hmm. So now black, Asian, Mexican, and the, the team went, I think it's going to be the safest is we got to find somebody that's Asian in his 40s. Now it goes down to, what, three? Right. But right. but for that to happen, you know, without Lindsay, that would have never happened. They would have just gotten a white guy. You know, probably a Tyler Labine or somebody like that. You know what I mean? But, you know, I got lucky, but... Animal practice, same thing. We need ethnics. He's the sixth lead. It narrows it down to a certain group of people. Okay. And that needs to happen for me. That makes sense. Yeah. They're not going to offer me the lead. Did you feel that you had to fight your way up like that way too? Like with, with Mad TV, with, like whenever you're on where you're like, I only have a few slots that I can fill. Well, what what happened there was I couldn't get in sketches in the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, I was doing drugs. But I, I was doing drugs and partying, and I didn't care. I was just, fuck this job, fuck Hollywood, you know? I really was had that mentality. It was I, I had an unpleasant couple of years on that show. Yeah. 
And then the third year when they asked me back, I just said to myself, I got to figure out how to fix this. How do I get on the show without playing characters? Because there's, what, six? At that time, there was like six or seven Asian people that I could play Kim Jong-il. Right. You know, William Hong, Lucy Liu. I mean, how many can you play? Yeah, not many not, in not pop a culture. Lot. No. In pop culture. Yeah. I mean, they, they tr- I, I did John McCain. Oh, I remember, yeah, remember that. Yeah, yeah I mean, they tried different things. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to just play myself. So I wrote Bobby Lee in things. Like out in the wild and stuff like that. Yeah, out in the wild yeah. or Bobby Lee in the streets, going to a movie, hanging out with his parents or whatever it might Which, be. Which, honestly, probably the smartest thing that you could have done because people still remember your name because yeah, of I sur- Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. I mean, I survived in that way. Yeah. But I stayed on the show for eight years. Um, wow. Eight years on a sketch show. Um, Did you have a favorite? I mean, I, I'm sure it's hard to... to to nail down like a favorite sketch or moment, do you? But do you have like one that comes to mind whenever somebody asks you that question, like a favorite moment? Maybe it might not even be your favorite sketch, but like a favorite moment where you're like, you're settled into the show and you're like, oh, I'm doing this now and I'm having such a blast doing it. Um, I you know what you know what it was. It, I, there was I did a I did a show I did a sketch called Bobby Lee Twenty Four with Bobby Lee and I. I go in my head. I'm like, I want John Cho and Louis Anderson in this, and I got them both with one phone call. That's a good feeling. And so then, when I got them, and they were at my house, they were, it was they did it in my house. I was like, I got John Cho and Louis Anderson in my house, you know. And then I did Cheech and Chong. I had Cheech and Chong in my house. How surreal is that? Like people so, like so when you when you when you're doing that, that's cool. But then it's like what happened was after Mad TV, I got nothing. It took it took like three years for me to work again. It was so sad. How how dark did that period get for you? Oh my god! I remember one time I was in the patio and I was crying of the comedy store. Or, yeah, yeah. And Brian Callen and I just brought this up to Brian Callen, but Brian Callen didn't know what to say. So he sat next to me and he goes, why don't you try taking acting classes? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember going, fuck the you. The last thing you want to hear yeah, whenever yeah. you're I like mean, in yeah. a dark place. Yeah. And at that time, I was like, I, no one wants me. I can't get a job. In fact, I remember one casting director saying, he's never going to work again because he was on that shitty show, Mad TV. They just said that? Yeah. And that got back to you? Well, no. It, it, it was, she said something to my, that to my agent. And my agent goes, oh, no, they're just, they saw everyone, and they already got this. I go, why isn't this lady ever calling me in? Oh, we have a phone call. Yeah, go ahead. Hello? Oh, my God. Are you the casting director? Yeah. W- what's your name? Uh, Lin- Hi, Linda. Linda. Hi, Linda. Hey. Hey. Why uh, didn't you call me in all those times? Because I didn't like you. I know. Why do you sound like Mitzi Shore? Because. <laughs> that's who you are? That's, you know, sometimes I manifest casting director. Oh, you do? Yeah. Why didn't you, ca- why wouldn't you call me in for things, though? Because you're too likable. Oh, re- you're so good. that's what 
Oh, you're going to the anti-likable. You're, you're gonna steal the the scene from the lead guy. All right, get the fuck out of that. you, bitch. Hey, hey you fucking filthy bitch! Listen up, I'll fucking Bobby kill Lee. you, bitch! I'll really come over to the parking lot. I'll take right my now. thumbs and gouge your eyes out. I'll slit your wrists right now, Bobby. Are oh, you gonna slit my eyes? That's racist. Oh, really? Is that what you said? <laughs> She hung up. I, I don't know. Up, yeah, she yeah. got like yeah. I think she got a little. Anytime you call somebody racist, they you know they back yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and then what happened was, I think what happened was, when other cast members from Mad started doing good, it changed the vibe of the show. Oh. So when you see Ike Barinholtz, you know, mm-hmm. and Kean Peel, even it guys levels like everybody Will Sasso, up, you know, Alex way. Borstein, yeah. these people started doing well. Yeah. And then the show didn't get that, that the reputation of the show got positive. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's been great ever since then. Well, I feel like, especially now, since it's not on the air anymore, it has this very, very strong cult following where if you were watching it around that time, yeah. you are a fan for life. Yeah. Like, and I felt that whenever I would bring you up for years at, at different clubs, yeah. like around the country, like I could, like, whenever I said, You've seen him on Mad TV. There would be a big group of people at every single show, no matter what club it was, yeah. that were like so excited specifically for that. Yeah, but you know what? Also, what's great about it is is that half of my fans don't even know I was on that show. Well, yeah, you've also been doing your podcast. Tiger yeah, I mean Belly. that's really helped Tiger Belly. That's changed a lot of stuff for you, right? As far as like the kind of people who are coming out to your shows because podcast fans are very different from well, you, TV they fans. Are my, they are my real fans. Yeah. They wear the shirts. Mm-hmm. They buy the merch. They come to my shows. They're so much more and supportive. I go out. Now I go out. I used to not go out and meet people. I remember that, yeah. But now I go out and I say hi because I don't want to diss my Tiger Belly fans. I love them so fucking much. And I don't look them as look at them like fans i look at them as kind of family it's weird like i'll hug them and go how are you and this and that you know well that's what's so interesting about podcasting is if you're listening to somebody for a long time and even if you're interacting with them even a a little bit on social media and, and you know you'll respond sometimes or whatever you have that instant connection where they feel like they know you yeah and i learned it though from it's so funny i learned it through opie and anthony so I used to go on the road with Polly and Mencia, and I'd watch them do radio. And I thought to myself, I just don't know how to do that. They did it in two different ways. Polly did it in a way where he was just kind of detached and like didn't know what was going on. Oh, we've got a, and, a caller. No, 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 no. I don't want to talk to Paul. Dude, I, he's trying All to get right, through right now. All right, what's up? He's trying to. Bobby. Hey, Paul. Dude. Don't call me Paul, or I'll call you Bob. <laughs> yeah. Well, you let me call you Paul. Okay, I'll let you call right. me Paul. Only you. Why did don't, you don't tell anybody. When we were on tour, boss, why yeah. did you? when I was sleeping that one time, okay. why did you lay right. your penis on my forehead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not funny, dude. Dude, because the weasel does what the weasel wants. <laughs> I know, uh, but dude, that's like harassment, dude. Dude, yeah, me too. Yeah. And yeah, it, that it, wouldn't fly now, but dude, the '90s were different. I know. Dude. Why does your why does your penis twist? Dude, because because I'm different. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's I'm, not that is you use it too much. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, dude. Yeah, I think you dude, use it I too was, much. I was born with a twisty pee-pee. <laughs> no. It's you... like a silly straw, bro. Oh, <laughs> you're doing your act. It's, it's, been si- it's been sucked so much, it looks like it's got some bumpies and curvies in there. Yeah, all right, bye. <laughs> I just had a panic attack. I don't want to talk to him right now. Dude, I didn't want to talk to him either, but he called in. You know what the funny, I was just thinking about, you know what he did to me once? What? You're not going to believe this. So we were in um, Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. Okay. And he met this, God, this hottest girl I've ever seen in my life, a 19-year-old girl, right? He was hanging out with her every day. One day, I go into the green room, and she's there, and guess what, what she has in her hands? What? My wallet. What? She was taking money out of my wallet. Every day? No, I just caught her. You just caught her that one time, yeah. Yeah. That's insane. So I couldn't wait for Polly to get off stage. So I go. Did you right away? What did you say to her right you away? You bitch, put that down. Yeah. She go, oh, what? Is this yours? Right. Oh, we got another caller. No, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. I don't, reject it. Okay. Can I finish the story? Yeah, no, I, I just canceled yeah, the call. Yeah, yeah, cancel the call. That's actually never been done. With. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of, it's kind of a nice power yeah, to dump fact, it. Where's the button? Where's the cancel button? It's right in the middle. All here. right, good. I'm going to press it okay. a lot of times. <laughs> right. Okay, so. All right. You're getting, you're so waiting Paulie for Paulie gets off and yeah. I go, gee, took my wallet, stole money. He's like, so? And so for the next two days, I have to hang out with this fucking thief. She's always around. During the day, we had to go to a museum or something. I had to go with her. And I'm sitting next to her in the car. Oh. And I'm like, this bitch is a fucking thief. Scum of the earth. Yeah, and yet I still have to be nice to her because she's, you know, Polly's cum rag for the weekend. Wow. Yeah. It's the shit that you go through as an opener. I used to open for Mencia. I mean, it's like I had to go to his house and to pick up his merch take it to the airport, check it in, right? Carry that's his golf thing, bullet that's bags. That's one thing you've never made me do is ever deal with merch. That's why you don't. You've that, no, never, no, listen, I don't, ever made listen, me deal with merch. the reason why, and my openers are so fucking, they're just so not fucking grateful because. Why not? I'll tell Dude. you why, you fucker. I'll no. tell you why. No, listen. Don't tell me no, that I'm not grateful. Why. No, don't tell me that I'm well, not grateful. I just told you. Well, don't say that again. All right, you're you have ungrateful. no you have no idea how great. But can I, I just say, oh, really, 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 really? Oh, you fucking what? Your Midwestern nice guy routine is fucking done with, friend. No, dude. Yeah, I see it right through your fucking oh, really? Christian falseness. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have no what idea. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> All gonna... right, you ostrich. I'll, I'll tell... <laughs> you look like an ostrich. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm gonna do about it. I'm gonna argue with you, and then I'm just gonna say, "I'll show you." My I'll openers show you how great don't I go through. I pay for every meal, dude. Just listen. No, can no, I, fucking listen. For, can I? No, no, can I don't, I? I'm not, no. I'm the guest. Okay, I'm the guest, and you don't get to say. Okay, fine. I was gonna go down the list of things that you that you've done for me, but go ahead. Okay, and you're included in this. You guys don't get to do shit. I pay for meals, plane tickets, hotel. The whole fucking thing, okay, because I don't want you guys to go through what I went through, and yet you guys are still bitchy and ungrateful, and fuck you for that. I have to stop you there. When have I ever been bitchy or ungrateful to you on the road? Every time you take me on the road? Can I say this? What? When I see white dudes like you, dude, and it's so righteous, you're so self-righteous. 
Give me examples. Uh, no, it's not. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. No, it's not even how you say it, right? <laughs> what? It's in your eyes. L- let me just say this. You know the Emperor in Star Wars? Yeah. Senator Palpatine? Yeah. He was Senator Palpatine before he was the Emperor, correct? Yeah. So, he, you know, he, he was in the council. Remember the first three, I mean, the, the new ones that came out with that George Lucas did? Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, being political and nice, but deep down he's the fucking Emperor. Right. So people don't know that he's the Emperor, but as... An audience member, you can see it. It's beneath the eyes. You're the fucking emperor, dude. It's just so you're saying I'm ungrateful. <laughs> you're lumping me in with other openers, and you're saying just, I'm ungrateful, and you see it in my eyes. Not buying it, dude. Really, dude? Yeah, man. Really? Because okay. you know why? Why, man? Because let me. I can name so many times. That you have helped me out where it literally impacted my life. And that's all I want to hear from you. I said this whole thing about the emperor and everything so that you can say that. And can I say this? Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Fuck you. Do you know how grateful I am to you? Dude, now you're acting weird. No. You want to fuck? Yeah, man. Let's think. <laughs> <laughs> what if we did just like right yeah, now? Yeah, it's yeah. just like I'll all this pent up energy. Dude, if I was gay, I would not fuck you. Dude, uh, it's I, your, your I wouldn't either, you, you man. You have more torso than legs, <laughs> and it's like, there's just no way. Your torso is so long. It's very long. Yeah, yeah. It's very long. In fact, you know how like murderers, when they slice people up, you'll find a torso in just one, you know what I mean? I would have to slice you in three pieces, your torso. You've been three garbage bags. That's how long your torso is. Like when you have sex with your wife. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry to make it to your wedding. And the reason why, I'll tell you the reason why. And this is how I feel bad. This is why I feel bad. Is because of the fact that I'm like, I told my girlfriend, I go, I ain't gonna fucking drive to San Francisco to no fucking wedding. Like I drove that far for Sebastian Mm Maniscalco's wedding. I'll do it for him. Yeah. But not one of my openers. And then I found, you know what I found out? Mm. Jeff Ross went. Yeah. And I felt like shit. I should have gone. Jeff Ross is one of my best buddies. Okay. He's a good guy. Maybe he's a better. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. No. I want you to say it. Maybe he's a better what? Maybe I think he's no. a better friend to me than I am, I am to him. No, I wasn't going to actually compare oh, you Oh, you him. weren't? No, I wasn't. I think you were. No, I don't think <laughs> I, so. I think no, right you now. know what, dude? What, dude? No, man. That logic doesn't even work. Why would you compare him to yourself? Well, you looked at me like whenever I said that, that he was one of my best buddies. Like, oh, okay, sure. No, I believe that. He went to your fucking wedding. We already yeah. established that. Yeah. So you were gonna compare so you, him to so, me? No. So you said it's fine. You, you actually you felt, love Jeff more than me. <laughs> <laughs> you love playing mind games, dude. I'm a Jedi, dude. You really are. I know. You know, one of my favorite memories what? with you what? is we drove back from a corporate gig in Vegas. And oh, that was fucking, dude. Dude. Okay. So, oh my god, that was the best show. I've never seen anyone bomb. I honestly, I have never seen anyone bomb as hard as you. Where you could literally hear people's anger. <laughs> what did one guy yell out? He literally yelled. This is okay. So to just to paint the picture, the whole time, Bobby on the trip to Vegas where I'm driving, he rented this this brand new Dodge Challenger, and he's like, Jeremiah, you're gonna drive because he knew 
that I didn't have a nice car and I probably haven't driven many nice cars. So just for fun, we he rented us a car. He goes, That's you're right. going to drive us. That's right. So we get there. The whole time, though, it's like a five, six-hour drive to Vegas. He's telling me constantly, Jeremiah, you're going to bomb, bro. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No, it's going to be great. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to be positive. Yeah. But the more you tell me, the more I'm like, Wait, what, what? What's going on? Like, is like what? Is this a weird gig? Like, what's what's happening? <laughs> uh-huh. And <laughs> and when we get there, they're doing a freaking raffle in this giant ballroom at like the Win, I think it was. Yeah, it was like a men's club. It was a men's club. They 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 had all of the women leave. There was only middle aged white men, yeah. rich rich oh my white God, that men was there. A terrible show. It was so bad. So. But that's it. I needed the money. Right. You needed the money. It was good money. And you're like, I'll I'll treat you very nicely like you always do. And I'll hook you up if you bite the bullet, basically. Yeah. But they didn't know that I was coming. So yeah. oh they gave God. me a horrible intro because they weren't very pleased that some random dude, like, they want to see Bobby Lee. And they brought me up to the stage. And the first joke I told, like, immediately, they're like, so upset that I'm on so, stage. I heard somebody yell something. They out. literally yelled. Uh, one guy stood up and he goes, "Get off the <laughs> stage! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get off the yeah, stage!" Yeah, he was that angry. I, so I'm not getting any laughs. Yeah, I, the entire I mean, time. Um, the imagine only. me in the back, looking through a little crack through the curtain, just going, "This is gonna be terrible." No, this is the only laugh I heard in in the entire giant ballroom was Bobby's laugh behind yeah. the curtain yeah, yeah, as yeah. I can look side stage yeah, and yeah. see you dying inside yeah, yeah. because you're seeing how painful it is for me. Like, And I'm committing to everything. And I did eight minutes, and then you came up and killed for 22. I, I don't think I did kill. No. For that room, you destroyed. You also have a very weird bar, I've noticed, for, for when you consider when you kill or not. I, I Here's... Can I defend that? Okay, sure. It drives people crazy. Like Whitney Cummings. Oh, it drives sh- her... Oh, whenever you say that, yes, that you don't it kill. It drives of course. her fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understandably so. And, and I've seen I, Bobby yeah. level but rooms. I, but you, here's why. And then you get off and you're like, eh. Here's why. Why? Because I used to live in with 12 guys in a one-bedroom apartment in Silver Lake. And I was living with these guys. My brother lived there too, Steve. He lived in the closet. And we I'm telling you right now, we had homeless people live there. It was terrible. Sleeping bags. It was like a fucking like a um like a camp of some sort, you know? Like a refugee camp. And I remember there was this comic that lived down the hallway. And his I can't say his name. But he's still around. But he's I don't want him to listen to this. He's okay for who he is. But he used to play me sets, right? And he's one of those guys that thinks he's killing and he's not. Oh, no. So he would go, check this out. And he would push the play, right? And you hear him tell jokes, and then you hear complete silence in the room. And you could, he'd go, fuck, I'm killing it. You hear that laugh? And it was just silent. And in my head, I'm like, I hate this guy. <laughs> I hate it. Anybody who's that delusional, it's hard. Like right, whenever so, they walk off stage, and you're like, "So Did I you have see the, the opposite same show? now, uh, right?" Where it's if it's not utter destruction, then you don't consider. Then it a kill. I think it's a bomb. Oh, you think it's a bomb? Not a bomb, but it's like ah. Uh, 
Wow. But now, though, you know, Don Marrero taught me not to do because I I used to do okay and then lash out at the audience. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I've I've seen it. Yeah, right, many and times, then yeah. so Dom one day just said, "You know, you're they think you're doing well. You're doing well in your fucked up mind. You're not, but if you lash out, then you lose them." Yep. So now when I'm, I feel like I'm doing okay, or even if I feel like I'm bombing, I just go with it and I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. You learn. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. When's the sex part? Oh, it's coming up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, when does the sax thing happen? Oh, it, oh, it it's coming for sure. Um, uh, we, uh, I have this next segment, and it is called "Fanning Out." Fanning out questions from fans. I reached out to the Twitterverse and asked some people if uh, they could ask you any question. What yeah. would it be? So we're gonna do a couple of those. Okay. Um. So the first one is uh this comes from uh at tsk123 if ari shafir attacked you again would the result be any different yes it'd be different how so well i don't think that i would um he punched me in the face and i fell to the ground immediately yeah it's not like he knocked me down i just wanted him to stop so i just fell to the ground because if i stood there then I think there would be more swings. But what I, I, I miscalculated it. When I fell to the ground, he kicked me in the face. Ooh. Like 30 times. Ooh. So this time, if he punched me in the face, I would probably try to do a single leg takedown. You know what I mean? Or I would do a fireman's carry. But he, you have to understand, I'm 5'4". And he's 6'3". Six, six, three. Three. Yeah. And he's just way bigger than me. So... I don't know, or maybe I just run away, but that just looks weird. If somebody punched me and I just ran away, right? Then that's just weird. Yeah, but it's get, a, I'm a, a comic, so maybe the people would laugh. But he bruised my face up, and then one week he choked me to death almost. Where I couldn't. Bru- Why are you laughing? It's just it's funny for me to visualize Ari, who I've only seen. I only know him as oh, virtual. Yeah, guys. yeah. Oh, hey, Bobby. I know, but you know, it's so funny that Moshe Kasher texted me because he was over Natasha, his wife. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, this comes from at Soup Juice. Do you know how many times uh, this guy's teenage self almost suffocated due to laughter watching Mad TV? Uh, he can still hear your Connie Chung cry out for Maury. Oh shit! <laughs> Tell him thank you. I will. I appreciate it. Yeah. That was another example of like, what else do I play? Do Connie again. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Uh, this is from at Mac Wolfpit, uh, which we covered a little bit, but how do you how do you deal with anxiety or being in your head? How do you get out of that space? I think I'm just in it. I, I think that, um, well, I think sobriety really has helped me. I think sobriety teaches you tools to deal with the moment. Right, like you know, when you when you know when you're raised with immigrant parents, they don't teach you how to live life. You know, they don't say like anything philosophical. It's like, you know, this is how simple it is. How come you, you know, get straight F's? I don't know. I try. No, you don't. And then they hit you. Mm-hmm. You don't. That's the relationship you have with your immigrant parents. Yeah, Bobby, are you gay? Why? Because I can't get a girl? My dad 
my dad and uncle definitely thought that I was yeah. gay growing yeah. up because I didn't have many girlfriends. You don't go to prom or homecoming because no one will go with me. No, you're gay. And you don't learn how... Because at that point, you hadn't developed like uh, your strong sensibilities as a comedian yet. No, right? I mean, no, you you do. That's how you learn to be a comic. Well, right. Yeah. No, Mom, I suck dick. I love it. <laughs> I'm getting straight A's of sucking dick. You know, and then they wouldn't respond. And then you just kind of, you know, you just go on with your day. You think that life is like that. It's so funny. If you're in high school, which probably not, but you think you, the whole world is that moment. Oh, that bubble. You think that bubble is everything? That every single moment is going to affect the rest of your life. I literally have not really seen anyone I went to high school with. I only... Uh, Sometimes I have... I'll see them on the road. Like, they'll come to shows. And I'll, sure. I'm not... I love them. I'm not... I'm nice. But... I don't. I used to let that affect me so deeply on a spiritual level, and now it's like, bro, what the fuck was I so worried about? You know, yeah. these chicks, these chicks. You know, yeah, there was one girl like I had a crush, and now she looks like Michael Chiklis from fucking The Shield. <laughs> I mean, she's got like her head attached to her shoulders, and she looks like the thing, and she's walking around like, hey, you phony. It's like, get the fuck, you know. But my oh point no, is, we have a caller. Oh, I, we're gonna have to take it. All right. Uh, hello. Hi. Uh, who is this? I'm Samantha. This is is this? I'm a... one of the girls that rejected Bobby. <laughs> Your voice is very, very deep, Samantha. Uh, it's. I know because um, I had nine babies. You had nine babies. And all the estrogen. Came out. It left your body, so it left your vocal now cords I sound like this. fried. Yeah. Wow. You sound a little bit like Buffalo Bill. Bobby. Oh. Bobby. Uh, Bobby, <laughs> he's just calling Yo. for you. Yeah. What's up? I'll I'll date you now. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> all right, because she hung up. I don't know. <laughs> one memory that I have of you. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. So on the way to, I'll I'll share a couple quick. On the way to Vegas, one of my favorite, <laughs> funniest things that you've said to me, just like you being you. Yeah. You were uh, on, we were on the way back from that crazy gig in Vegas, and you were uh, putting glue all over your hand, like Elmer's glue. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were watching something on your your uh, your tablet, mm-hmm. and. You looked at me very sincerely, yeah. And you go, Jeremiah. I need to take some time right now. Yeah. I'm gonna put in my headphones and I need to watch some videos for AA. Is that okay? Yeah. I go, yeah, of course, Bobby. That's fine. And you looked at me and you go, okay. Now, if it looks like AMC's The Walking Dead, <laughs> yeah. Don't pay attention to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought that that was the funniest wow. way of just using AA and then then me looking over and I'm literally looking at Daryl kill zombies and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah. you're using that. Well, the Elmer's glue, you have to explain that. I do have to explain that. So uh, do, you birthday, still, do you still yeah, do I that? Do it, yeah. Okay. Okay. For my birthday. Which um, could everyone, tie into the anxiety thing. Everyone um, gives, gets, gives me Elmer's glue. But it can't be the school kind. If it says school on it, it doesn't work. I like um, Elmer's glue, and I like um, making glue thumbs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when the it started. Off. 
Yeah, and it's like you have to do um, 15 layers for it to really work, but I have 10,000 glue thumbs at home. Where? Where do you keep them? I'm now giving away for my podcast. Oh, for Tiger Belly? Because I draw on them and stuff. Oh, that's actually, I'm sure your listeners love that. Yeah, it's cool. But um, I, I don't know why, but I just always, you know, when I was at Mad TV, I used to have glue thumb, like Elmer's glue on at the table reads. You were you would do that during the table reads of Mad? Yeah, and everyone thought that I was like a serial killer. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it, it's something it to witness. Weird. It's something to it's witness. It's really weird, yeah. yeah. I just have weird things that I do. Like I, um, I have a problem with my left foot. <laughs> I have itchy. What's I, up with your foot? It's I itchy? Itch, I have itchy. Left. Well, itchy? I have chronic foot fungus. Oh, okay. On my left foot. Do you ever get pedicures? No. Why not? And um, my foot fungus so got so bad that but Kalila got some in her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> She, we had to go to the hospital because she had her vagina was itchy, and they said that it was um how from my foot get, fungus. How did it get up there? Because I itch it with my fingers, and then I stick my fingers in her vagina. Oh, yeah. So then I oh then I had to take. Then they got me ointment, but I put, refused to put it on because I'm addicted to the <laughs> itchy. No, I like the itchiest. You really? Yeah. Oh, because it's like relieving that if sensation. I, dude, if, if I took my left foot off right now, my shoe because I don't wear socks. Yeah. And you will you smell it? I, no, just my shoe. If you want me to yeah, smell Yeah, I think it. it'd be good for the thing. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want me to smell your yeah, shoe? Yeah the, in- yeah, the inside of it. Oh, dude. Just smell it. Okay. All right, go ahead. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's 100% real what just happened. It's uh, <laughs> Yeah, explain. It's Bobby is barefoot, and he has some kind of weird croc shoe that's like a sp- athletic croc shoe. Oh, I got teary-eyed. Yeah. And it just smells really, really bad. It smells like a rotting foot. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad we did that. You know who Ed Asner is? Yeah. If you see, there was a, I did a pot, I, I did a Tom Green show with Ed Asner, and I did a pilot with Ed Asner years before I did this thing with him on Tom Green show. Mm-hmm. And on the Tom Green show, he goes, get your left foot out of my fucking face. He knew about it. Like, people know about my fucking left foot now. That's like a... Th- it's a thing. It's a thing in it, Hollywood? Yeah. So do you do you have to wear double socks and stuff sometimes no, to set? No. No? I just... No. Well, um, whenever I wear socks for, like, a show and stuff, I tell wardrobe, just throw the socks away. <laughs> this brings us... I gotta go. Can you, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. How long have we been doing this? I don't know. A long time. Okay. This and is I, our last segment. I also want to say this, is yeah. that... Um, you know, I quit smoking for six months, mm-hmm. and then I also then this last month I haven't eaten any meat. I'm a oh, vegetarian, man. and so I haven't eaten all day, and I feel dizzy. Okay, so this um, last segment will take one minute. I doubt it, but go ahead. Okay, what is it? Sax talk. Oh, sax talk. What do I do? You tell your. How you lost your virginity or a recent sexual encounter? Or I, any... I have one that I haven't talked to about. It's pretty gross, but I haven't really, I haven't really talked about it because I talked about a lot of my sexual stuff on that show, Comedy Central's um, "This Is Not Happening," Ari show. Yeah, 
So I want to do one that I haven't talked about that's kind of crazy. I love it. Okay, go ahead. So yeah, I'll play sax underneath. So um, when I got um, Mad TV, I had a friend named Jeff Richards. And Jeff Richards got SNL. Is it too loud? Your sax? No. Okay. And so he went to New York, and then one time um, he came back from New York, and he goes, um, hey, let's go get a prostitute. So I go, okay. So then um, Jeff, me, and John Reap, there was a Holiday Inn down the street on Sunset. We rented a room, and then we went through the um, LA, L.A. Weekly to find a woman. And... We called probably like 60 women and they kept hanging up on us. So we sat in the hot tub naked. Three guys in a hot tub in the Holiday Inn. So then we finally get a girl to come over. She's like four foot three, a Mexican girl. And her opening line was, You're not going to fuck me. So I go, what can we do? We go, what can we do? And she's like, you can masturbate while I um, dance. So me, John Reap, and Jeff Richards got naked, and we laid on the bed like sardines. And she was on top of the, standing on top of the bed, like, you know, dancing, right, between us, kind of. And Jeff Richards was in the middle. And he grabbed um, this girl's by the wrist. And he goes, just stand here. And he just started masturbating furious, ferociously. So me and John Reap um, got off the bed. And we went to the edge of the bed. And we were both standing, masturbating. <laughs> and John Reap looked at me with his cross-southern eyes. And he goes, let's do it. And we both came on Jeff Richards' leg <laughs> at the same time. So that's it. That's the story. That was phenomenal. Thank you. And that was sax talk. Bobby, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Uh, I love you so much. I seriously do. I'll just leave with this. This is the kind of guy that Bobby Lee is. Uh, whenever I was at my poorest moment here in L.A., I was literally stealing food out of the green room of one of the shows here at the Comedy Store. Yeah. And it was just donuts and junk food, like chips, donuts, everything like that. He's playing a xylophone. And uh, you said, what are you doing? I said, I'm I'm eating dinner right now. Mm -hmm. And you got so upset that that was what I was eating. And you threw it in the trash, what I was eating. Yeah. And you gave me $40, and you said, go get a real meal right now. Yeah. And that was one of the many moments where you impacted my life in a really positive way. I I just gave Stephen Fury 30 bucks for no reason. Yeah, man. You do that stuff all the time. You do that stuff all the time. To so many comics. So many comics have those stories about you. So I love you, dude. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me. Goodbye. Jeremiah Wonders. Jeremiah Wonders. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Wonders.